0: Previously on the Simply Human Podcast.
1: Now the helicopters are coming over and I'm like sitting there going, oh my God, (laughs) they think I have a gun and what I'm telling them is, I have a gun.
0: It's episode five of the Simply Human Podcast with your host, Mark Rogers, a human being being human, helping humans discover just how simple health Can be. The four pillars are move like a human, eat like a human, sleep like a human, and enjoy life like a human. On today's show, we're going to wrap up our interview with Dr. George Diggs. In the first part of the interview, the last episode of the podcast, we cover his book, Whale Blubber Huge Pumpkins, The Importance of Sleep, and How Cokes and Orange Juice. Are very similar. Today we'll finish it up with discussions about why you should give up grains, why a simply human diet is not restrictive, changing the current paradigm of nutrition in our culture, college cafeteria food, feeding kids, and a growing field of male breast reduction surgery. Then it's another hilarious edition of the Humans Being human segment with my brother Jeff and the most inconsiderate thing ever done to any human. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. Find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. There are links to the Facebook page and YouTube channel there. The Simply Human Kids page, which tracks how my four- and three-year-old daughters try to be more human. Twitter, at simplyhuman52. And you can email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Any questions, concerns, or suggestions. So, Without further ado, the second part of the Dr. George Diggs interview. You were talking about um, some of the, the things that you've seen personally, anecdotally, people's maybe some of your students that have had you know, dramatic health improvements.
1: Right. So, for example, one of my students, he heard one lecture. I was, it was in a, a plant biology course, and I gave a lecture on how plants defend themselves. And I basically said, you know, grains... Are very well protected from things eating them, and I said um, we find that many humans, if they give up grains, um, their health improves pretty dramatically. Well, a week later, this young man comes in and he said, "You know, after your lecture, I gave up wheat, and I've had digestive problems for years, for many years, and I'm I'm fine now. It went away." So he was clearly being poisoned by the wheat, and it's shocking how many people find out um, if they go off of gluten, if they give up wheat and wheat products, flour, they feel a lot better. We we gave a, um, a continuing edu- my my co-author Kerry Brock and I gave a continuing education course um, last year, and within about a two-week period, three people, three these were um, people that were older in the class. Within a two-week period, three of them came up and said their joint pain had gone away, that they thought was due to you know aging. Well, when they gave up gluten, um, their inflammation went down and they began to feel better. So you know we just see these fairly dramatic things. Um, kind of a- another one of the things that really was gratifying for me that, and I so appreciate the person telling me the mother of one of my students came up to me at a book signing. She said, I just want to thank you. Um, I've lost 84 pounds. And this was a post-menopausal woman. And, you know, um, unfortunately, women past menopause, it's pretty tough to lose weight unless, um, you know, you really are focused on a number of these things, the stress, the diet. Um, But she had been very successful, and um, I was just thrilled to hear it. So, you know and it's not like you have to suffer that's the wonderful thing about a uh, natural food diet or paleo or whatever we, we want to call it i ca- i like to call it an anti-inflammatory diet too because you're reducing inflammation the wonderful thing about it as you know since you're since you're doing it um, you eat really well yeah. i mean it's fantastic we we tell our students, hey, we eat better than anybody we know. Right. Uh, well, we love our food. I we would fully I to, enjoy
0: it. Yeah, I used to have a cheat day, and I don't have a cheat day anymore because like, my dinner last night was grass-fed ground meat, was uh, eggs from a, a, a farm that we go north of town and get eggs, and I, I put avocado and sour cream and salsa on top of it and had some some you know steamed veggies. I mean, it, it, I was like totally stuffed at the end of this meal, and so I don't ever feel like I'm depriving myself. So I need to have like a, a cheat day. And so when I tell people, yeah, have, have eggs and butter for breakfast. And, and it's just, it's against put butter in your coffee, you know, bulletproof coffee. I, I have almost every morning. And pe- when you tell people that it's, they, they just look at you like you're, you're nuts. And, and so that, that kind of leads me into the next thing. I guess, in your opinion, in order to see some systemic change in our lifetimes, from the whole, you know, eat healthy whole grains model, what, what, what has to happen? What, what, what do we need to do to, to change that, uh, that
1: paradigm? Well, I, um, you know, over the years I've given a good bit of thought to this and I really think that, um, the only way to do it is from the bottom up. So exactly what's happening now, um, you know, people, try something, they find out, my gosh, I feel better. I mean, I see it right here in my local community. So, you know, I'm in a a liberal arts college. It's a high-quality college. I'm very lucky. I have a job at this place. It's called Austin College. And so, you know, we have about 1,300 students, and there are about 100 faculty and a couple hundred other staff members. And so we have a relatively small community. We've seen this spread through our community because some students will try it. And they'll feel better, and they'll tell other students. And a staff member will try it, and she'll lose weight, and she'll tell other staff members. And so it's spread. And so now, when we go to, um, we went to a party the other night, and there were I think ten of us. Everybody had gluten-free stuff.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, everybody. I, yeah. This morning, I made my girls. Uh, it's actually my mom's birthday, and I'm staying with my parents. My it's a it's a um, high risk pregnancy issue is why I'm I'm living with my parents right now, which I do not recommend to anyone. And if you're listening, mom, <laughs> <laughs> I love it here. Um, but I made, I made, uh, some paleo like German apple pancakes and these ramekins, and it was like the girls just love them. And there's nothing, there's coconut flour and apples and some, you know, raw honey and, and a bunch of others, you know, almond milk. And it's, you know, that's, th- there are ways to, to in- enjoy life without, you know like you said earlier you you use the word poison and i i think that's a word that people try to stay away from and think you're you're okay now you're getting now you're going too far you're saying that me eating this sandwich is poisoning you but but really when you look at the the, the chemical the biochemical aspect of it it it, it is it's it, you're you're poisoning yourself
1: well i i'm pretty careful with how i use the word poison because i've studied poisonous plants right. um you know you, you can debate the scientific definition of toxic and poisonous but if you think about something like gluten for especially if someone has celiac and somewhere close to one in a hundred people have actual celiac disease if they're exposed to gluten they have an immediate immune system attack and that immune system can attack has profound consequences that can last for weeks or even months So. We know that gluten causes celiac disease, which can be a life threatening condition. So, if a celiac person has gluten, it is a poisonous substance because it is highly detrimental. There are a lot of people, I have a friend, in fact, who, if she eats gluten, within a half hour her abdomen swells up like she's pregnant. Well, you know, that's a pretty serious effect. So, you know, you don't want to, there are many poisonous substances and small, you know, technically poisonous substances in small quantities that would not have that dramatic an effect. Right. So, you know, it depends on the person. You know, like your beagles, humans are different too. What What's very harmful to one person, another person might be able to stand um, and do repeatedly over many years and it wouldn't hurt them. But problem is we don't know what our individual susceptibilities are
0: now do you believe i i read an article recently that said okay you know celiac crohn's that there are some physical symptoms that arise in 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 some people uh when they have gluten but this article was saying that all humans are susceptible to some degree some just don't show up where you can actually see it from the outside, it's having an internal effect on everybody. Do you, do you agree with that?
1: Well, I don't know. Um, I know that, based on the research, a lot of people are affected by gluten. Um, and we know the m- molecular mechanism now. There's some fantastic work by um, a researcher named Alessio Fasano. He's one of the world's leading celiac researchers. And he's worked out the mechanism. Basically, gluten turns on a molecule called zonulin, That unlocks the little glue patches between our intestinal cells, and then stuff can leak out of our intestines, and that's not a good thing. Right, the leaky gut. So then the immune system attacks it. Now, does that affect everybody? I can't tell you, and I don't know. So as a scientist, I'm a big believer in going with what the data says. I do know that it hurts a whole lot of people, and it has very profound consequences. And we think. Uh, leaky gut now is one of the um, major things involved in the onset of autoimmune diseases. And so um, it's a pretty big deal. Autoimmune diseases are not something to be trifled with. Mm-hmm. So um, let's say that somebody has no outside sh- uh, manifestations, doesn't show when they eat gluten, but when they get to be 30 or 35, are they going to develop you know, rheumatoid arthritis or are they going to develop Hashimoto's thyroiditis, you know, low thyroid is one of the big, big problems in this country. You can't, you know, if you walk into a room and there's 20 women, ask them how many of them are on thyroid medication, and you'd be shocked. Right. Um, and that's caused by, it's an autoimmune disease. Right.
0: Now, uh, being a, a professor, I'm sure, you know, you, you're seeing college students who were just recently not college students who were in high school and then before that in junior high, uh, what is your perspective uh, as far as how kids are eating today and, and, and sort of with the dangers that are there, that are coming if we keep doing what we're doing?
1: Well, this is actually one of the other reasons I'm pretty passionate about this is because I eat in our college cafeteria for lunch most days. And I'm very fortunate because I can always get meat and vegetable, you know, real food. I can always get real meat, always get real vegetables. I can get real fruit. So it's no trouble for me. But I go over and I see what the kids are eating. And, in fact, I took some pictures and put them, in, put them in our book of, you know, actual lunch trays from some of our students. So it was kind of funny. I went over to the cafeteria with my big camera, you know, and was pulling students out of line and saying, would you mind if I took a picture of this? And they were all very gracious, you know, eccentric, eccentric professor. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, you'll see a typical lunch tray. It'll have a piece of pizza some macaroni and cheese, um, breakfast cereal. A lot of kids eat breakfast cereal for lunch, and then there'll be some kind of dessert. And so, you know, there might be no vegetables. There might be one vegetable um, just full of gluten-containing stuff. You know, three or four items typically of gluten-containing stuff and a huge carb hit. Uh, plus, then, soft, you know, the soft drinks. So there's a soft drink dispenser, and... Um, You know, you can always get tea, unsweetened tea. You can always get good water. It's filtered water. But what you see is these weird-colored soft drinks, the one I put in the book had this weird blue color to it. I don't even know what the thing was, but it was some kind of chemical dye in there, of course, high sugar. And so there's this incredible carb hit and, um, you know, a gluten fest, and um, there are consequences. I actually have kids now in my classes who you know have all kinds of health problems. Some of them are already developing thyroid problems.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. You know, you, where you have maybe some some younger kids, maybe four, five, six, and and you know these parents uh, and me included, just like okay, I just need, I just wanted to eat something. Okay, they're gonna eat. They can eat this now. They can eat this. Okay, but then when they get older, they can make their own decisions and they can be healthy. But but you know, I think a lot of parents sort of neglect the fact that what, they, what their kids eat at a very, very early age has huge impacts on their future life and development. Some of, some of them aren't reversible. And do you, What is your take on that?
1: Well, I, I think that is a crucial point. I think you really hit on something important. Um, we now are finding kids 11 or 12 that are developing type 2 diabetes. You know, when I was younger, um we used to call type 2 diabetes adult onset right. because it only came you know it only happened in adults now it's happening in kids but when you think about what diets are for children um i would I'll give you an example i was out at a restaurant about a year ago um some guys and i have breakfast on saturday morning and you know i was having my typical breakfast of bacon and eggs and some sliced tomatoes and um this one gentleman brought his, his grandson and he was he's just a doting grandfather and was feeding his grandson. Well, the grandson was about a year old and it was feeding him pancakes with lots of syrup and margarine. Well, you know, that is not a diet appropriate for a human, a human baby. And, you know, the, the hormonal systems are very sensitive at that age. And, you know, if a child has a diet like that consistently, um, it's not an accident that we now see the soaring rates of childhood obesity, and we see um, type two diabetes hitting children. We even see now um, hormonal dysregulation, where boys, young boys, are in some cases developing um, breast. That's pretty disturbing, right? Yeah. Their hormone yeah. systems are so dysregulated. You got an estrogen that...
0: increase, and yeah,
1: exactly, and. Um, breast remo- breast reduction, or breast removal is is a growing field. Gosh. This is for for boys a growing field in plastic surgery because it's very common now. Um, and you know that's that's quite disturbing when your hormonal system is disrupted that much. And obviously, if that's happening to you as a child, you're not going to reach your full potential.
0: My my girls, they're four and almost three, and I've got you know the son. It's going to be here in a couple of weeks. Congratulations! Thank you. And uh, and people are are saying you know th- they'll say to me, well, oh, like if I say no, we're not going to eat that, we're not going to have ice cream, we're not going to, you know. And they they get ice cream. I mean, it's not like I'm um, locking them in a box. I mean, they they have stuff, but it's not a regular thing. And people are will say, well, you the poor deprived children, and and internally, I think I'm not depriving them. Like, I feel like kids that get that stuff all the time, like the one-year-old you mentioned earlier, they're being deprived of a, of a healthy future.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, and one thing that I think is so important in that regard, you know, a child that age, their brain is still actively developing. You know, the human brain does not fully mature until someone gets into their late teens or even early 20s. And so your brain is still, particularly when they're that young, the brain is really still um, changing tremendously, and we now know, based on um, what, based on your neurological studies, um, that some of these things actually affect the way the brain functions. So there is a new book that just came out. Called um, Grain Brain. I don't know if you've
0: I, heard I emailed, of it. I emailed him uh, this morning to ask him to be on because I've heard him on a couple of podcasts and I've just ordered his book. And yeah, the the and basically what he talks about the connections between ADHD and ADD and 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 how gluten and grains are directly associated with that. And that's when I mentioned the Alzheimer's right. and dementia thing. I was I was sort of going off of of uh, what it's, it's, is it is is it Perm Perm Teller. Uh, Pearl, Pearl Mutter. Pearl Mutter. I know. It's a name I've never heard before. I'm trying to get it ingrained into my
1: non-grain brain. <laughs> and, and I've been reading. I ordered his book, the um, Kindle edition. I've been reading it. And um, one of his stories paralleled a story that I have, only um, his story was more poignant. He had a um, patient who had had migraines. She was in her 60s. She had had migraines for decades, something like 30 years. He got her off gluten. And within a matter of weeks her migraines went away. Well I had a student, one of my students, who um took a course with me. He had migraines, he got off of he got off of gluten and sugar and his problem resolved. You know, um, people don't people sometimes think, oh it's just, you know, it gives me a little upset stomach or something. No, it affects various parts of your body. And you know, think about what that does to the developing brain of a child. Right. So, I, I think you're very wise to um, be giving a lot of thought to what your kids are eating.
0: Well, thank you. And, and to me, as as a an exerciser and a and a nutrition uh, uh, person, I, I just like little little babies are like are like a clean slate, and it's just so exciting to you know because we go on barefoot walks, and I, I like to see how they're developing from a. a how they move and, and how they jump and, and what they're eating and how that's affecting them and, and how they're sleeping. Like we, we do candles at night, uh, to, to try to mitigate the artificial light. And it's just, I just, I don't want to like mess up the clean
1: slate. <laughs> well, that's, that's fantastic. They'll thank you one day.
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah. They won't, uh, try to run away from me cause I'm crazy. Uh, right. <laughs> but Right. which is what everyone thinks, which is another frustrating part of this. But, but uh, right. uh, George, I really, really appreciate it. I'm going to uh, let you go.
1: This, I'll just throw in one more thing, your sleep thing. I love the fact that you mentioned sleep because the research now shows that you can't even remember things properly <clears throat> if you don't sleep. So, you know, I tell students, don't pull an all-nighter because you may think you're going to do better, but when you sleep, you actually consolidate those memories, and the next day, you'll actually remember things better. So um, I, I, lo- I really like your four pillars.
0: Cool. Well, thank you very much. Remember, you can check out Dr. Diggs' bio and his book, The Hunter-Gatherer Within, by clicking on the link in the show notes, and you can find the show notes by going to simplyhumanlifestyle.com and clicking on Take Me to the Simply Human podcast, or just Google George Diggs. It's... It's time for the humans being human segment, which has unfortunately sort of turned into the embarrassing bodily fluids story segment. And that trend continues today, (laughs) but it's not what you're thinking. You know, we all produce waste. Our society has privatized it as it very well should. So it naturally leads to some pretty funny stories in that arena. So today we'll hear from the one and only Jeff Rogers, my brother. Check him out at howdyjeff.com. H-O-W-D-Y-J-E-F-F dot com. He's kind of a big deal. He and his wife live in New York City, Astoria, to be exact, and have all sorts of crazy New York stories to share from living in the city, and here is one of them. You are going to enjoy this. Okay, so Jeff Rogers is back. And now I believe uh, you have another Humans Being human segment, which is... Pretty epic and involves, uh, again, keeping the segment, or uh, I guess the consistency of uh, bodily fluids on yes. the humans being human segment. Uh, this will not disappoint.
2: <laughs> bodily fluids seem to be, you know, they are very human. They're part of everyone's life.
0: Everyone does but it.
2: Can, but everybody can, you know, they can, bodily fluids can put people in a certain sort of embarrassing situation sometimes.
0: Right, which is... Because it's a private thing. It, so it is private. private. and But everyone... There's a book that I read recently with my daughter called Everyone Poops. Uh, yeah. And it's such a, a profound... Because everyone poops. It, it's but true. this isn't poop. So no. Okay. So what happened no. here?
2: So there was a... A friend of ours who will not be named. because the first, the first... What? He, he will be nameless. Nameless, yes. I thought you said Dennis. I was like, sure, Dennis. <laughs> Dennis will... Uh, that will be a good name to use. Dennis... Dennis is Don't a good Dennis. friend of ours. Uh, <laughs> and he asked us to never, ever tell anyone that this happened. So now I'm going to tell it to the masses. So we're going to... But it's okay. T- t- yeah, D- nope. Dennis's identity will not be... Right. Uh,
0: and... Yeah. And we're putting it on a podcast of which of which tens of listeners will, will be hearing.
2: Tens of listeners will probably not know Dennis <laughs> right. or this story. So, Dennis um, is an airline pilot. He was stationed out of uh, New York for about a year. To avoid having to pay for a place to sleep, he would come and stay with us when he was in town. So, he was basically on standby here in New York. You'd have to fly in and then wait for someone to call usually in the middle of the night have to leave and go fly another uh, uh circuit or whatever the pilots call it I so believe, he was here i believe they he call it the
0: a, a gig is A that, gig, yeah yeah sure i don't know maybe that's, Dennis maybe that's and his band. crazy
2: pilot gigs so <laughs> he is the he's the the most polite nicest person you'll ever meet just the nicest guy we had a lot of fun. He's not stationed out in New York anymore. He's stationed out of his hometown, which was the the main goal, so he can stay home with his, his kids when he's on call instead of staying here with us. But um, super polite, super nice. Um, joy just to be around and everything. So Allison, my wife, and I got back from a trip to Italy last year, and so we were all out of whack as far as sleep. So we stayed up as long as we possibly could when we got back. It was about 9 o'clock. Well, while we were asleep, I got a text message from, from Dennis who said that he was going to be coming in as, as okay to to crash with us, which a lot of times it was a last-minute deal like that. Well, we didn't answer, so he called um, my sister-in-law, who lives across the street, and she informed him that we were just gotten back from, from Europe. We are probably asleep, but it's fine. Just come in and crash and whatever. We wouldn't mind. Well, being the polite person that he is, he was just... Terrified that he would wake us up. For one, that it would just be rude, but then the other part of it would be that I would, like, get a gun and shoot him. <laughs> thinking because, that he was
0: Yeah, an he, you didn't know that he was in, his, in your mean, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Exactly. So he was just, I think, partly wanting to be polite, but partly just concerned for his own safety. Which is so,
0: is very human, trying to protect your yourself.
2: Yeah. Very human. Very human. Um, and I'm a very intimidating person, so. Yes, uh,
0: you have a beard and some mighty yeah. fine chest chestal hair is is yeah yes. exactly
2: yeah yeah' He'd be a pretty scary person, so he came in and um, you know crashed and he was he was here for a matter of hours before he had to, he got like three hours of sleep then he got up and left. We of course didn't hear anything because he's like a ninja. every time he leaves in the middle of the night, we I never heard him ever, which is insane because like, it's a very
0: it's a small that? apartment. And it's not yeah. like he's on the he's in the other wing. I mean, it's like it's all right there.
2: Yeah, he has to go to the, the bathroom or something, um, brush his teeth and whatnot. He's right, and he did. I just we never heard him, which is crazy. So we got up, but we were going to go to breakfast um, with uh, Allison's sister and lots of other people. So we got up and we're like, "Oh, I, I noticed that text message from Andy." I was like, "Oh no, um, I hope you got found a place to stay." And Allison you know i was like well did he stay here i was like i don't think so it came out and everything was perfectly in place and but he
0: had up. but he had stayed there he was just so ninja-ish yeah. that you didn't even know that he had stayed there
2: oh exactly and he always did that he would always put everything back just the way it was and everything just a, <laughs> a true gentleman so except except that there was this large you know those the water bottles that you can buy but they're like they're not a gallon but they're like really tall, big water bottle. Yes,
0: yeah, like the, the yeah. So the, the, huge, yeah, so yeah. there
2: was one. Of, we have this table sitting, you know, uh, behind our couch in the living room. That's like right by the front door. Um, and there was one of those bottles, totally full. But it looked like it wasn't clear liquid water. It was like something else. We we're like, what is that? Did like, you put that there? Like, like a I vi-
0: maybe like a vitamin water or yeah, a like a what smart is
2: water? Yeah, is that is that. Did he stay here? What is that? Is it some sort of mix? Is it, is it white wine? We actually said, it looks like white wine. So, uh,
0: Did you smell it or taste the well, wine? Well, I,
2: I, I unscrewed the cap. Oh. I never told him this. Um, I unscrewed the cap and took a big whiff, and I looked at the and I said, that's weird. It, it kind of smells like pee. <laughs> It kind of smells like Dennis's pee. It's, it's, surely Dennis wouldn't pee in a bottle and leave it right here on the table.
0: As nice and considerate as he is, that would surely be the absolutely never. last thing that he Let's, would ever do.
2: Yeah. I mean, it smells kind of like pee, but surely not not pee at all. So we went to to breakfast. Allison was like... Texted texted uh, Dennis. Oh gosh, I hope I didn't say his name. If you if I did, logo I, back, I will I will edit it out. If you did kay. say his name. And uh, so <laughs> she texted Dennis and said, "Dennis, did you stay here last night? And is this your giant bottle of liquid that you left?" <laughs> and about about ten minutes later, Dennis is calling me on my phone, and we're at breakfast. I answer. Dennis is like, "Hey Jeff, he's from Texas." Um, Hey Jeff, uh hey, I just wanted to tell you on um, that bottle just just throw it away. Just throw it the whole just don't try to pour it out, just throw the whole thing in the trash. And I was like, "Why? Why? What what is that? Is that yours?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I accidentally let, I put it right by the door so that I would remember, but um well, see what happened was I was I came in, I didn't want to wake you guys up. I knew you were asleep. I had to go to the bathroom really bad, and I had this bottle. And so, Jeff, I, 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 peed, I peed in that bottle, not wanting to flush the toilet. And not wanting out. to
0: leave <laughs> pee in the toilet.
2: <laughs> and he was like, and I was just going to take it with me and throw it away. That was the one thing I was supposed to remember. He was like, I was flying over, like, Atlanta, and the stewardess was like, hey, Dennis, do you want You want some water? And he was like, <gasps> No! <laughs> He left the bottle right on the table, right, right by the front like, door. A humongous bottle of pee.
0: In his effort right. to be the most considerate human on the planet, and not yes. very reasonable to, to be awakened in the middle of the yeah. night by a guest using your restroom. I mean, that is absolutely understandable. He didn't even yes. want that to happen. So instead, no. he pees in a silent water bottle and is what? not even going to leave any trace but in his considera- considerateness, in his consideration, <laughs> he does, like, one of the, the most, most inconsiderate things you could ever do to anyone's home.
2: <laughs> Leave his pee there for them to throw and, away.
0: In the living room, like, the most unspeakable.
2: <laughs> I mean, the, Not even the, just sitting on the table. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, if it, if it was, like, in the bathroom, that's one thing. But, like, on the coffee table.
2: Well, he's told me, he's like, I was going to try to make up the story that it was something else, but my wife was like, I mean, uh, Dennis. You uh, edit I'll, add, I'll edit that part. Okay. His wife said, Dennis, you've got to tell them what it is, because if you tell them it's something else, they might try to drink it or something.
0: Or use it in a stew.
2: <laughs> so he had no choice but to tell, tell us. And he said, please don't tell anybody. And then I proceeded to tell everyone that I... New in, in my life, including this podcast, including the podcast. But Dennis's identity will never be yes, revealed. Yes,
0: I will bleep out when you say, oh. and I'll bleep out that part as well. Okay. <laughs> so Jeff Rogers joining us here on the Humans Being Human segment with another enjoyable story. Thank you, Jeff.
2: You're welcome. Always a pleasure.
0: Thank you, Jeff Rogers and Dennis, for that incredible story of a human being human. Before we wrap up today's show, it's time for the Simply Human tip of the week. This week, try to move slow for at least 30 minutes every day this week. So a cumulative three and a half hours of moving could be walking around the block in the morning on your lunch break, riding your bike to work or to the grocery store. Any slow movement for a total of 30 minutes per day. It could be three 10-minute walks. Just try to move slowly half an hour total every day. And I wanted to mention one thing that happened to me this week that falls under the Enjoy Pillar of the Simply Human Lifestyle. It was raining in Arlington this week, and I was riding my bike home from the hospital one morning. If you follow the website, then you already know the story. But it was kind of drizzling, and I wasn't getting quite as drenched as I thought I was going to. About halfway home, I had stopped, and I was walking around this sort of mud puddle thing on the sidewalk, and I kind of looked down at myself and thought, I'm not going to get as wet. As I thought, I'm, I'm going to get home relatively dry. And as soon as I thought that, this truck came zooming past me and hit a puddle. And I mean, it's like you see on a TV or a movie or something, I got absolutely drenched. My hat down to my shoes were just like I had just jumped in a pool. And all I could do was was laugh. There was really nothing. I mean, what what could I have done? So I tried to ha- have a glass half full or a, a puddle. All the way, full perspective on that, and uh, just just laughed about it, and and rode home uh, in a in a drenched uh, f- furor, a happy furor. So anyway, uh, that is the Simply Human podcast episode five. Thanks for listening. Coming up next time, we'll have an interview with the great Jimmy Moore of Live La Vida Low Carb. We're going to talk to Jimmy about his new book, Cholesterol Clarity. He's also kind of a big deal, and I'm honored to even have him as a guest on the Simply Human podcast. The Humans Being Human segment next week will feature a good friend of mine, Rick Bentley, and uh, a terrible burn. So, once again, simplyhumanlifestyle.com is the website. You can see Facebook and YouTube links there. Simply Human Kids page is also linked to that website. Follow me on Twitter at simply human 52 email me at simply lifestyle at gmail.com please leave a review good or bad any publicity is good and that's going to do it for this edition of the simply human podcast and remember
2: hey jeff uh hey i just wanted to tell you on um, that bottle just just throw it away just throw it the whole just don't try to pour it out just throw the whole thing in the trash
0: so until next time enjoy yourself